0: Hello, and welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market Private Equity and M&A in Canada. My name is Mario Negro, and I'm a partner in the Private Equity and M&A group at Steichman Elliott. For today's podcast, I'd like to welcome Yaz Ali. Yaz is the CEO of Ontario Home Health. Yaz, thank you for joining us and welcome. Great to see you, Mario. Thanks for having me on. Yaz, we always like to start our podcast by asking our guests to tell us a little bit about themselves, about what they do. we would love to learn more about you and Ontario Home Health. Yeah,
1: perfect. As you said, you know, currently the CEO of Ontario Home Health. Just going on my ninth month now. It's been quite a journey. My kind of background before this is actually that I found the company by running a search fund, which I ran for just about a little bit under 18 months to be able to get into it, which prior to that, I actually had a startup, of um, ice cream manufacturing company that I had run and basically started and exited from prior to that. I had spent years before that in corporate, as well as going to do my MBA at Georgetown before that. It's been a whirlwind journey over the past, wow, two years to be able to get to, to where we are now. And it's been a wild ride, but it's been fun kind of the whole way.
0: Yes, you know, your story is a remarkable story. And I remember we've known each other now for a few years. You really had a vision to kind of buy a company, own it, run it. And I know, you know, you spent a lot of time in the trenches looking for a company. And I like to say that your resilience is one of your greatest qualities because I know how many processes you went through and how many companies you looked at. Maybe just tell us a little bit about that journey and how you found Ontario Home Health in the end.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll kind of start at the beginning there. It was just towards the start of COVID, March 2020, when I was actually still running the food manufacturing business. And we were facing a lot of pressures just from cost shortages, shutdown of manufacturing and a variety of challenges. At that time, I actually decided to take on a majority partner in that business and take an exit from the day-to-day and working in that business. So that would have been you know, around April 2020. I decided, hey, you know what? Let's take some time off. Let's enjoy life a little bit. That didn't last more than about a month before I was kind of spinning, driving my wife crazy, trying to figure out what I'd do next. Came across the idea of basically acquiring a business, not necessarily being from a traditional finance or M&A background, but it was something that was really exciting entrepreneurship is really truly in my blood it's been there for generations in my family and it's something that uh, I've always kind of gravitated towards so you know had this idea wanted to acquire and get into running a business at that time not knowing anything about what I should be doing you know just kind of started to do things a little bit maybe the startup way which is trying to drive the car while building it at the same time started in the Early days with just reaching out to business brokers, trying to get to know different business owners in the community and get to know a little bit more about what some of the steps are to actually getting towards putting together a proper search fund and actually getting into a business. Of course, you know, Mario along the way, as well as a variety of other different people in M&A in the community. For the period of time, I I ran a self-funded search, so didn't actually raise any equity from any outside investors at the start, but really just used kind of the funds that I had from my previous exit. During the time, looked at, for the period of time of a search, just approximately 1,500 businesses, which means just about a little bit over a year of looking at businesses and doing it from a full-time standpoint in everything from business brokers to cold outreach and proprietary connections to referrals from others. Looked at tons of businesses. I got a little bit more serious with some of them, a little bit less serious with others, and eventually came across Ontario Home Health, who actually was a referral by a broker who was not representing the company. So, you know, got to know the company a little bit, take a look at it and just instantly fell in love with what they do. And so got a chance to grab lunch with the seller, really connect with him and saw a lot of similarity, right? Really kind of saw myself as almost like a version of himself 20 years ago. And I got excited by that prospect. And I think that he did as well. So Spent a lot of time on site, after hours, getting to know the business, going through a lot of diligence, and was able to close on the business and take over
0: as of April of 2022. Yeah, as we're going to talk a little bit about Ontario Home Health and what it does, but before we do that, I think your story is such a great story. You're going to drill down a little more. You found Ontario Home Health, and again, self-funded means you are funding yourself to do this process. And
1: <laughs> What it means, Mario, is that my bank account was only going one way, and I <laughs> can see that clip coming to the end. <laughs>
0: But when you met Ontario Health, how much time did it take from when you met to you closed? You know, I thought I'd be
1: the odd one out and be able to meet them, you know, put together a deal and get everything said and done in two months. And that's everybody else who was crazy, who took months and months. But no, it took us almost seven months from initially actually putting an LOI in until we closed. And so we would have met them about a month before that. So let's say eight months almost.
0: And I mean, obviously, yeah, you didn't have any equity when you started. You had to do the deal. You have to raise equity you have to do the financing maybe just a little bit about that process and your takeaways and what you lived and learned on that process before we jump into the business itself
1: sure yeah of course you know not taking on any sort of partnerships or raising prior to finding the business I was really approaching that this path to acquisition without having truly captive funds upon getting the deal under contract and under LOI really had to really work a lot on connections that I'd had both from the period of time while I was searching, as well as really kind of pitching to uh, funds and to people that I knew a little bit less well. My belief that I had then, which I still have now, is that good deals get funded. If i had had partners and raised equity earlier, but had a bad deal, I think that I would have been in a much worse situation than coming in with a good deal and no money in my pocket to be able to find people to work with alongside on the business. So truly, Mario, it was a lot of gaining connections through the time of the search, you know, Every time that I'd hear or meet anybody who had invested in a deal, anything that was close to what I was looking at, I'd make sure that I'd get their name, get their email, try to send them an article now and again, and send them deals that I was looking at as things went on to get their opinion. So by the time I actually had a deal that I was looking for commitments, I might already had a relatively
0: deep connection with a lot of the investors that I was looking to raise from. Yes, I want to turn to the business itself. It's an exciting business, an exciting space. Maybe tell us a little bit about what Ontario Home Health does. why you founded an exciting business. Yeah, exactly.
1: So Ontario Home Health, we are the biggest home medical equipment supplier in southwestern Ontario. Really what that means is that any of the medical equipment that a person would need to be able to live in place while aging or while facing any sort of ability challenge or disease, we would supply. So that goes from everything from wheelchairs and walkers to home oxygen and all sorts of recurring medical supplies and services. Our biggest client base, in the end, are the actual end users, followed by long-term care and hospitals who we have contracts with that we would provide everything from mobility equipment to oxygen and respiratory services.
0: I mean, obviously, when you saw this business, yes, you have a thesis for where you wanted to go. I know you dug in deep into this space. It's a space you found interesting right from the start in all of your search, where is the opportunity in this business? I'm not asking you to give away the secret sauce, but you know, when you look at this and obviously, you know, you're still in your first year, but where do you see this business going and what can you bring to it to take it to that next level? Yeah, well,
1: you know, Mario, I'm a little bit blessed to be in a space where there's a lot of just natural tailwinds that are there, right? The core demographic that we truly serve are the over 65 bottom line generation of people who are facing the, the majority of the health problems that we help to serve that end market is growing. And so we see that in Ontario growing at a rate of about 5% per year. So that natural tailwind truly was a big part of our thesis in that I was looking for businesses that had some sort of overall macro reason for the business to grow. Not that it was just a good business in like an okay industry. I would have much rather had an okay business in a very good industry and then turn the okay business into a great business. That's number one is is that we're in a fantastic industry with a lot of kind of tailwinds just naturally in terms of population growth. Number two is that the business is largely government funded, but not entirely. So we're close to just about a third of our revenue does come from the Ministry of Health and government sources, which is a nice hedge because of the stability of being a fantastic payer. But we aren't overly reliant in that if the government were to trade change of funding rates, that we would be in big trouble. The stability of having a very good payer while still Having some insulation from that with different payer sources is also fantastic. And then the last is, you know, between a mix of both institutional B2B sales, but also direct B2C sales. We have a very kind of wide base of who we sell to and really don't have any customer concentration because of that. Because of that, that actually gives us a lot of power to truly be a price and market setter versus a product taker. These are the really kind of big fundamental factors that really added up to to giving us the runway that we need to be able to succeed. The fourth kind of factor that's a little bit behind the scenes is that we have an amazing team here. From our leadership team down to every associate in the company really works their asses off for the values and the mission that we believe, which is helping others live life on their terms and really making it a place for people to to find things that make them comfortable to live in, in any situation they can. And between all those macro and industry and company factors, combined with just a great team who truly believes in what they're doing. These are the factors that really give me a great level of confidence and kind of the long-term success that we're planning for.
0: Yeah, as you know, obviously our podcast focuses on the M&A and deal activity. Is M&A activity an option for this space? Is this a space there where it's more organically focused your growth or do you see opportunities for consolidation in a space like this?
1: Yeah, maybe that's the part that I actually had left out of the thesis when explaining it is that it is a very highly fragmented industry that is very community and direct relationship focused. right? One that's a little bit difficult to scale and disrupt because there is a lot of the individual referral relationship that really drives the business. So because of that fragmentation within it, combined with the fact that the majority of people that are running businesses in the space are close to retirement age, what I see is a ton of opportunity for consolidation. There are a few players in the U.S. that have done what looks like a fantastic job with just really rolling up different companies in the space to be able to offer a much higher degree of value, and of course, be able to drive their valuation and returns. I see tons of opportunity for that in Canada, especially in the Ontario market, where we've really only scratched the surface.
0: You know what I find fascinating yeah, as about your story in Ontario Home Health is you know, this is a you know incredible business in a dynamic space. And you would think that these businesses would be more present in terms of sell-side processes. You know, yet you found this business through your hard work and just staying on the ground and being in the trenches. When you look at a business like this and you talk about the opportunities, there's a more macro comment. I mean, one of the things that I find when I hear your story is how many good businesses are out there that are just not necessarily in a process, kind of underneath the obvious places you'd look to find a good business.
1: You know what's funny, Mario, is is there's a bit of a story that I can tell you that relates to that. Two weeks into being here, i just got my email and my phone set up. I got a call from three different businesses in the same space, basically calling me up and saying like, hey, I heard you bought that seller's business. Would you be interested in having a coffee and taking a look at ours? So despite what I found as a searcher where there were good businesses being marketed, but there were just sometimes 10s, 20s or 30 different parties that were at the table bidding up the deal there are tons of businesses that are sizable, that are in a great industry that just don't necessarily get that same level of attention because they just haven't been picked over the same way. I'd argue that that's one of the, the great things that I was really excited about in my space that actually we are in discussions with some of the other businesses in our space with looking towards joining horses.
0: as yes, when you look at in terms of where this business can go and the potential for growth, are there any obstacles you see in the way? And obviously we're going to transition that to talking a bit about where you see the market going and the macro forces out there and how they're affecting you. But from the business itself, are you regulatory? We hear about the space as being a very exciting space. You're living it. Obstacles that you see from the space itself, and then we're going to kind of turn into the macro forces out there and how they're affecting the business. Yeah.
1: So, you know, there's the healthcare system throughout Ontario has just huge, huge macro challenges to it. Shortages of beds, shortages of doctors, shortages of being able to provide a high level of care, which could create both an opportunity for us to be able to step in and provide care or products and services where the public system has kind of fallen apart, but also does create a bit of a challenge because we're in an environment where there is just not enough true government ministry of health funds to be able to fund everything and every single project and every initiative within healthcare. Healthcare is really shifting very rapidly in terms of the way people think about it. And probably one of the biggest things that we do pay attention to are truly what some of the political decisions and landscape decisions look like under public healthcare. And although, again, it is not our entire business, it presents one of the biggest opportunities for us, but it also presents one of the biggest risks for us. So I'd say that number one, that's probably one of the biggest challenges. Number two, probably biggest challenge is Keeping where we as kind of the leadership team want to take the business and the board and and our investors and our team want to take the business versus where our internal associates are ready to go, right? You know, we found that we've had to just be a little bit careful in terms of moving at a paced speed, not to disrupt a fantastic culture and team to be able to get to where we want to go. So if anything, that the biggest challenges are going to be around rapid shifting government policy, number one, and number two, stumbling because we're trying to run too fast and are too excited about the opportunities we can capture.
0: I'm going to take that answer and transition it to the question I always ask all our uh, guests, which is I call it the crystal ball question in terms of where you see the market going and obviously where Ontario Home Health fits in that. When you see these macro forces and you see what's going on out there, what's your perspective on the year ahead from an Ontario Home Health perspective and just what you're seeing in the market?
1: Yeah, well, so from just a purely macro business perspective, we are actually really excited about the year and the coming years ahead. Being in the space we are with products and services, which tend to be more essential and non-discretionary, we're a little bit less concerned about a pullback in the overall economy. With that being said, the concerns for us still have to do with high levels of inflation and interest rates, which of course, you know, do affect the way we do business. What I'd say is that we would be excited to see a little bit of cooling around the labor market, us as in any other small business, but healthcare especially, as a huge shortage of people. And that's something that, you know, we actually are looking forward to a little bit from an economic slowdown perspective. So from an M&A perspective, the market over the past three years from at least what I've seen and heard from people is really unlike anything that's been seen before. Right, The amount of heat that came into market, the amount of new buyers, the amount of liquid powder that was available to be able to look towards acquisitions and just general M&A activity, then combined with just a skyrocketing of interest rates and you know how that's affected valuations and maybe even a little bit of frothiness with um, people overpaying and then pulling back on different businesses, I think we'll have effects that are kind of to be determined in the next couple of years. My feeling from what I've seen is that I think that there will be a little bit of cooling in larger scale MA, but actually heating up in smaller scale. I think that there's a lot of Very small businesses that are looking to transition as a lot more people embrace the idea of the concept of the search fund or kind of the small independent acquisition entrepreneur takes off, but those larger funds start to become a little bit more conservative with making big deals without really being sure that they can hit the ROI they want. Maybe a bit of a bifurcation of market is kind of would be would be the crystal ball that I'd add to.
0: Yes, I want to thank you for joining us. Your perspective is fantastic on so many levels. I mean, just the journey you've been through, the success you've had, the hard work you're doing to grow this business. I greatly appreciate you taking the time to share that story with us. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, of course. No, thanks for having me, Mario. I appreciate it.